So the question you might ask yourself from time to time is, where do I stand? What do I stand for? Um, do I stand for uh, uh, save the world? So do I stand for uh, protecting the whales? Do I stand for uh, fighting for um, Black Lives Matter? Where do I stand? And the answer is you have to be careful. Um, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but when you make a stance in this world, you, there's, the, there's the proposition that you are standing on one side of a fence with an opposition on the other side of a fence. That's a combative position, no matter what you stand for, whether it's you know, wearing masks for COVID or not wearing masks for COVID, whether, you, whether your proposition is organic veggies or not organic veggies. When you stand for something, you stand on the one side of a fence and on the other side of the fence is your opposition, the people who don't agree, the people who uh, would eat McDonald's rather than eat an organic veggie and the people who would drink um, um, buckets of wine instead of drinking um, a pina colada or whatever it is, the people who drive electric cars versus people who... When you stand for something, you stand on an oppie stand. So when you stand on one side of an of a fence, you cause an offence to the person on the other side of the fence. Let's just talk about this for a minute in, in, an, in an objective way. If one molecule in the entire universe were out of balance, in other words, a proton electron got out of balance, the universe would collapse. So in a sense, nature seeks balance in all things. And if you stand on one side of the fence, what it needs to do is put something or someone on the other side of the fence to oppose you. So if you stand for no iPads for kids, if you stand for uh, doing the kids' uh, homework as a stand, if you uh, operate in this stand position and making a stance about things, you automatically breed an oppie stance. Now that oppie stance becomes what's called resistance. So a stance causes oppie stance, which, which causes resistance, which, which is ultimately a nuisance. So what's the, what's the alternative? If you don't make a stance, how do people know what you think? And how do people know who you are? And how do you, how do, you do things good for people if you don't make a stand? And this is a very, very important self-debate. Leadership cannot, a leader cannot make a stand. It can represent a brand, it can represent a product, and uh, represent that product in the highest possible beneficial way. But it can't, if a leader makes a stand, it will alienate half the population it leads. And so leaders try to be in this gray world of, um, of trying to operate to please everybody, in a sense, not being polarized. For example, if, if, a, if a leader is polarized against a certain religious sect, then they must be polarized toward an opposite sect. And therefore, there is what's called a dictatorship. If a leader in a, in a family is polarized towards certain ways to be in the house, polarized towards being outdoors or getting off computers or eating certain things, that then anyone in the family who's on the other side of that fence that opposes them is, is a nuisance, is a resistance, is a fan dance, is a... Um, uh, 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 an oppie stance and so they by doing this stand and thinking that we're standing for something that we believe is good we cause somebody somewhere some energy somehow to oppose us so most stress most of it and I would say a good proportion of it 
is the result of people making a stand. When you ask a person who's stressed not to make a stand, to consider the opportunities to be less polarised, for example, someone might say peace on earth is a good thing, and you go, yep, I I completely uh, uh, understand that. But you could also uh, argue that war has created a lot of technological and uh, organic and environmental advancements that we really needed to have one way or another. And they they might think you're advocating war but you're not. What you're saying is, I understand the two sides of this coin, and therefore I can lead a debate on the matter because I'm not subjective. I'm not stuck in a stand. When it comes to COVID, one can say, oh, look, it's really bad. I see all, and make a stand against it, or a stand against or for uh, immunization from COVID, or a stand for AstraZeneca, or a stand for. Uh, Pfizer injections or whatever it is, people make a stand for something and think that they're doing the right thing. But actually what they're doing is breeding war, breeding a fight. Because as soon as we become the negative electron, someone has to become the positive proton. And not making a stand, although it feels weak in some ways, is, is not weak at all. So the alternative to not making a stand isn't passivity. It doesn't mean I don't know or I don't care or I don't get involved. What it means is I see both sides of this equation. I see both sides of it and therefore I don't belong to one side or the other. I see both. Now, Gandhi had this exact same proposition when he fought for peace on earth People said, well, uh, we don't believe that passivity is going to uh, lead to any result. He said, I'm not being passive, I'm just being non-compliant. Now, non-compliant for him meant I'm not standing on either side of the fence. I'm actually recognising that both parties are right. Now, this... uh, philosophy of Gandhi was quite powerful. He got killed in the end, assassinated, as you know. Um, And the people who took over from him made a very strong stand. One group of people for Hindus, one group of people for the Muslims. And by doing that, making a stand for either one or the other, they split uh, India into uh, Pakistan and into India. And there was mass war broke out because when you make a stand um, and you oppose something so whenever they've split countries and divided them north and south or east and west or india and pakistan or north vietnam south vietnam whenever we make a stand one side of a fence against the other side of the fence we basically initiate what's called a war the only way to mitigate that war is to recognize the 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 that both uh, sides of the fence have a right to exist. Both sides of the fence, there's benefits to both. Now, that's not easy when you talk about North Korea and South Korea because the media has given us information about Kim Jong-il and all his uh, uh, corruption and the poverty in North Korea. But interestingly enough, the only information any of us have is being fed to us by media, which is very much Western-controlled. And so rather than to be uh, in favour of the South and against the North, one might be wiser to sit, um, uh, to recognise both uh, 
have a right to exist and not be become a stance on one side or the other. I, I also uh, acknowledge that uh, somebody in the world who has had to deal with this in a very strong way is the um, magnificent Dalai Lama. Now, this guy, uh, he's just an ordinary bloke who studied very hard and, and been reborn a bunch of times. He's ha- he stands for uh, peace. That's the Dalai Lama's, uh, that's Buddhist teaching, to stand for peace, that all suffering is caused by desire. So when you stand for peace, you stand for not desire. That means you like what you've got in another language. You appreciate what is rather than what isn't. This is a really difficult stand for him because in the process of leaving Tibet and moving to India where he's uh, living in in sanctuary, um, he walked away from about three million of his compatriot monks and nuns who were slaughtered by the Chinese. And to this day, the Dalai Lama has never denounced China for it. So it seems really interesting to recognise a man who is makes a stand in a way he represents peace, advocates not getting angry or going to war against a, pers- a, 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 a nation, nation that has killed so many of his brothers and sisters. It's very difficult not to make a stand, but if you make a stand, it means you create an oppie stand. And when you create an oppie stand, the person on the other side of the fence becomes your opponent. And this happens in relationships. So I think one of the applicable learnings from this sort of short uh, insight into understanding the balance of nature and understanding that we like a, a very calm uh, forest or we love the calm ocean or we love the bright sunshine, we also need to appreciate the value of a storm and the value of a COVID and the value of a bug and the value of a virus and the bag- value of sort of things that we don't necessarily like but have ne- necessity in the world around us. And I think it's really important to see that, um, you know, when <laughs> there's a funny old uh, Zen quote about a guy standing on a train station and um, he was he felt like people behind him were pushing him so he pushed back and leant back into the people and they kept pushing forward and he kept pushing back and he got really angry he turned around stop pushing me and the people behind him said stop pushing back so force and oppie force when we have a, a conflict of interest between ourselves and somebody else the smartest way to resolve that conflict is to understand your position yes but also understand the other person's position and not make them wrong not try to make them uh, less valuable in their opinions than yours but actually see the benefit and the gift in their opinion as well as the gift in your opinion and from that i think there's a higher probability of reconciliation and forward movement than there is if you just go into a boxing ring and start punching each other and see who's got the most words or the most force or the most threat or the most fear or the most guilt. So uh, I hope that's been of interest today. Uh, Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.